This is your Sporting Edge, 91.7 The Edge, WSUW, Whitewater. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Are you ready to go out there and take what's yours? Yeah! What you worked hard for? Yeah! You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. Any other questions? Ninety-one-seven. The Edge, WSUW Whitewater. Welcome into Hawk Talk, everybody, on this wonderful Wednesday. Only three of us today. It's weird. It's not a normal Wednesday for us. Everybody's always like, oh, we can be on Wednesdays. And then they don't show up. And then that's fun. You know, whatever. I get it. All these kids, I swear, hanging out on my lawn. I hate it. I hate it. Anyways. Connor, how you doing today? Doing pretty well, uh, other than the fact that my that everything I wore got like soaked, even with the umbrella, because you know the it it was it was oh, just yeah. the wind. The wind just blowing in yeah, your like, face. Like walking towards uh, here and walking towards the UC, the wind was just coming straight at me. So there was really it was at it was at no point even blocking it. Like yeah. it wasn't even so much raining at that point. It's just more like sprinkles, but just with like heavy rain or just yeah. like heavy wind. So it was just like forget it, put the umbrella away and just. Put the head down and get over here as quick as possible. But I'm doing well. Doing very, very well. Okay. Eric, how you doing? I'm also doing very well. Uh, I, got, I got to drive here. I did have to walk back to my dorm to get my car, but... Yeah, I was like, where are you going? You going to be on the show? Yeah, I'm going to get my car. Yeah. <laughs> Your car? Yep. As, as soon as you walked away, I'm like, wait, he has his car here now? Yeah, only for like two weeks, two or three weeks. But yes, I was able to drive here, and yeah, I'm doing well. Good. Yeah. And good. how about you? Uh, you meaning who? You, Bryce. Oh, okay. Me? Uh, I'm good. It's whatever. Do you know that Bob Saget lives in the old set of Full House? I don't believe it. <laughs> Just reading fun facts for you. you know? <laughs> I don't believe one it. One last one. One last one. Creamed corn was invented in 1955 after the great cream surplus of 1954. Wow. A great cream surplus. <laughs> and that today is your fun fact mm-hmm. of the day. <laughs> oh, jeez. Do you have uh, the Warhawk Roundup? I do. Because we're going to kick it right into the Warhawk Roundup, and then we're going to got a special treat for everybody. We oh, do. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> okay, that just got weird. <laughs> All right. So let's start with uh, this past Sunday where women's tennis within the WEAC conference championship that took place in Madison, Wisconsin. Women's tennis team won that one out of seven teams. Congratulations. Nothing happened Monday. Nothing happened yesterday. Tonight, men's soccer is at UW-Platteville. That takes place at 7 p.m. And women's soccer is also on the road. They're at UW-Oshkosh. That takes place at 7 p.m. In addition to that, women's volleyball, they are also on the road. They are at UW-Lacrosse. That also takes place at 7. Nothing going down tomorrow. Friday, women's bowling, uh, starts their tournament in the FDU New Jersey Jamboree 
in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Time for that to be determined. Wrestling, they have an interest squad meet that's, that takes place at 7 p.m. Women's volleyball versus UW Eau Claire. That's senior night here at Whitewater. That also takes place at 7 p.m. And then Saturday, women's bowling. Again, in the FDU New Jersey Jamboree, time to be determined. That takes place in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Men's swimming versus Luther College. That play, takes place at 1 p.m. Uh, same same time, same school, same event for women's swimming against Luther College, 1 p.m. Women's cross country at the WEAC Championships, which are being held at UW Oshkosh. That takes place at noon. Women's volleyball versus Dominican out of Illinois. That takes place at noon as well. Football in the homecoming game versus UW Eau Claire that, that takes place at 1pm you can hear it here on on 91.7 The Edge Adrian Eric have the call and you can also watch it on UWW TV uh, myself and Adam Reed will have the call on that one and men's cross country at, also at the WEAC Championships taking place at UW Oshkosh that takes place at 1pm and then I guess we're going to go into Sunday it's uh, just uh, women's bowling fit, uh, wraps up there. FDU New Jersey Jamboree, New, New Brunswick, New Jersey. Time to be determined. That's the Warhawk Roundup. All right, you, but you didn't, Joe. You, you weren't like Joe. You didn't extend it out until it was there's, over. It was so. There's nothing to extend it with, unless I wanted to go Shatner. <laughs> Saturday, <laughs> the homecoming game <laughs> will be called by us, Adrian and Eric. <laughs> that's, that's how you would do it anyway special treat for you uh you got it up for us connor i'm running ready to go i do let's do it all right let's see what it sounds like go ahead from 12 p.m november 13th to 12 p.m november 14th join 91.7 yet for a special broadcast with whitewater football players basketball players women's gymnasts and one other athlete i can't seem to remember his name is John C. You heard it right. Join 917 The Edge for a 24 hour <laughs> sports broadcast of straight talk, talk on air. This mind blowing event will take place on noon November 13th to noon on November 14th with special guest Dennis Moore from the Warhawks football team, Cordell Young from the Warhawks basketball team. Coach Reagan and gymnast from the Warhawks women's gymnastics team and former Hawk Talk member Ethan Buss. (laughs) Stay updated with all of your beloved Warhawks sports by keeping it locked to Dude, that's amazing. That is so good. Tanner and Sylvanas, you guys did an amazing job. Oh Just, my I, I don't know if you guys are listening right now, but if you are, amazing job oh, on that. I've told them about a thousand times. I'm it's tell so them good. Again at the meeting tonight. I'm I playing, love. I'm playing it at the meeting. I love the John Cena <laughs> thing. Yes, that's the best. It part. was great. And <laughs> and one other athlete I can't <laughs> seem to name. Oh, that was so good. It's John Cena. It's John Cena. And then at, you know, like you go through all of it, and it sounds really good. And then at the end, you get Ethan. <laughs> Former Hawk Talk member Ethan Buss. Oh my God, Ethan! You better be listening right now. You just got a shout out to end all shout outs. Like you're in a promo, dude. That's not like the last one. He was in the last Hawk Talk promo. So like, if you ever hear the Hawk Talk promo, I think it's on. Mm-hmm. It's myself and Ethan. I think it. Uh, I don't think it's changed yet. But whatever. 
Yeah. Like he was on the, he was on that one, but this one's just like anything <laughs> boss. Yeah. I mean, he could always listen to it when when uh when the podcast goes up tonight. Um, yeah. That's true. But but I'm telling you this right now, like if Ethan doesn't show up, Oh, he promoted it last night. Like, he talked about it. Like, I know, but uh, if like, he just – something comes up and he doesn't show up, like, this will just be terrible. <laughs> the whole on Arathon is just be scrapped. Ruined. Be ruined. Just scrap it. Like, I know you're going to record it. Just scrap it. Just get rid of it. There's nothing good. <laughs> There's no good parts about it. Ethan's not there. <laughs> oh, oh We have to figure out when he's going to be on, too. We do. We do. I want to get him on, on between uh, any time between 5 and 8. If, if anything, all three hours during that time. That'd be great. I want to see if that's possible. That'd be great. Oh, that was so good. It just got me pumped up for the on-air right? right now. Like, it's so good. No, no Tedder sent me that email at 1 in the morning last night when I was already in bed and the bed's lofted and everything. And I'm, like, just toying around on my, on my phone. I listen to it, and, I almost, and I'm almost falling out. Like, I'm, like, ha- I'm like so jacked and, like, laughing and having – and it was, like – I was, like, this is the greatest promo I've ever heard. Like, I was so excited when I heard it. I was, like, I've got to, I've got to show people tomorrow. There's no way I don't. So I'm, I figured I'd bring it in today. I'm playing it at the meeting tonight for everybody else on the staff to hear. Gotta, you got to find something – we gotta find some way to play it that's better than just off a of phone. That is, I I believe uh, he put it on on Adriana's uh, desk, so it should be in rotation very soon. Actually, you know, I'm saying like if we're gonna play it tonight, mm-hmm. can't just play it off a phone. You can't really play it off a laptop; it doesn't do it justice. That like, is this true. was great right <laughs> here. Just, like, right. Big, this little setup we got going on. <laughs> it's just a little setup, you know. It's not nothing yeah. too great, <laughs> but it did the job. Did the job. It did the job. Oh. So we're we're getting John Cena on. I guess we're getting. Who's John? bringing John Cena? You bringing John Cena? Of course. Okay. I mean that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I hear he's a fun guy to talk to. Yeah, he's also no longer the United WWE States. US champion. That is very true. Who is Alberto, Alberto Del Rio? Yes, Alberto Del Rio. Oh my gosh. Yes, he returned on Sunday. We're at, gonna we're gonna talk about at their paper in at their pay per view event. It was pretty cool. I watched it this I, Sunday. I hope you realize that you and I are probably gonna talk about that. Oh, Especially and even since he doubt. watches it too, I, he I hope he knows the three okay, of us good. are gonna are gonna talk about that. Come yes. be on air. You all gotta be yes. on at the same time just so you can all talk about it. Oh, we will. Oh yeah. Yes, definitely. This Sunday, are you ready? Ready for what? Are you ready for this Sunday <laughs> night at <laughs> Super Slam? <laughs> John Cena. <laughs> no, my favorite part was the uh, ex-military. Was like, we have an ex-military oh, yeah. member who needs your help, and his name, name is John Cena. Cena. Like, I absolutely lost. That's that it. Battle. I'm calling the cops. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It is good. Oh my goodness. All right. So uh, let's uh, let's go into one thing that I want to talk about. Um, uh and should it's mainly should uh, should NFL players get long term contracts after they had some kind of domestic dispute with anybody? And uh, the number one player I'm talking about right now is Greg Hardy, yep. who is um, not hated on his team, not necessarily hated, but numerous players, including Des Bryant, have come out and said that they don't believe he should have been on a long term contract after his. You know, domestic dispute in Carolina where, I mean, he had a case of domestic violence against him. Um, do, you, do you think that he should have been signed to a long-term contract by the Dallas Cowboys? 
Uh, I don't think long term. I think Do you think he should have gotten as much money as he should have? No, I don't. I think they should if they were to sign him, they should sign him for one two year deal at the most for no guaranteed money, something like that, that if he Yeah, like two years at the max, no no money is guaranteed. He has to earn earn everything he gets and stuff like that, but a long term contract for a lot of money like he is getting, I don't think he deserves that. I don't, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I, I feel like he, I definitely think he should have gotten a second chance in the league because I mean, every, I mean, for the most part, everybody does. I mean, everybody has for the most part, regardless of what issue they, they've had off the field. But a long term deal for that much money, absolutely not. Like I think, I, I don't know if it's even remotely possible if they can put put that in the next C in the next CBA. But what I would do if somebody's coming off a domestic violence uh issue like that like i think the absolute i think you give them the a one-year contract and it's literally in between what would be the veterans minimum and i guess what would be uh somewhat similar to nba's uh uh mid uh, mid-level exception or so, or something like that but it i think if you're coming off an issue like that you at least get a one year because you need to you need to prove yourself for that entire year that yeah you can like yeah you can be fine and everything like that and you have to do other things behind the scenes and everything like that but and now he and with yeah he just no whether it's Greg Hardy anybody they i don't feel they deserve a long term deal especially for that much cash i don't care how good you were prior to okay, the incident okay so do you think Ray Rice should be signed right now um i yes I think he should. A one year, not that much. Give him the veterans minimum because he's been in the league for a while. But I've, like, I've, yeah. I mean, if all these guys who have committed domestic violence, they're already, they're still, they got got back, and Ray Rice is still sitting at home. That's, I mean, that's totally true. But you know, it's like, are you trying to? I'll give you my opinion. Um, okay. If I'm the, if I'm the commissioner, and I, I'm handling the punishment, even though I don't think I should be. Uh, like Roger Goodell. That's that's side topic. We've already had that conversation. Yes. <laughs> um, but if I'm handing out punishment, I stick with my punishment. Arbitrator comes out and turns my 10-game suspension into a four-game suspension. All right, fine. <clears throat> but if I'm already going to give a 10-game suspension and I'm sitting there and I'm trying to, like, create a um, – what's the word I'm looking for? An idea of the league, how, how it should be, right. how it should be run and what – what I want little kids to look at when they watch NFL football or people in general when they watch NFL football. I'm taking guys like Ray Rice, um, Greg Hardy, uh, who was the guy in Arizona? Forget his name because he wasn't even, like, that important. Yeah, I'm not sure. But anyways, guys like that. And I'm I'm pretty much going to ban them from the league. I don't care how good you are. You could be the best. Like, if, for example, if Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, who are arguably two of the best quarterbacks of all time, and if you want to argue that Peyton Manning is the best quarterback of all time or Tom Brady is the best quarterback of all time, fine. So let's go off that. They were to go home and beat their wives or whatever like that. I don't care. I don't care if you're the best player in the league. If you can't handle what's going on off the field, it's going to affect on the field, and you don't deserve to play in the NFL. Playing in the NFL is a privilege. It's it's not a right. You're not 
just because you're that good doesn't mean you you deserve to play in the NFL. I mean Ryan, uh, not Ryan Mallet, um, Ryan Leaf. He was good. I mean he d- he didn't have a great NFL career. Career. It was like one two years I think. Right. But you know because of all of his off the field issues, obviously it caught up to him, and I mean he was out. Like it handled itself there. You didn't have to ban him. But this situation right here, when you got a guy who literally the special teams of the def- uh, on the Dallas Cowboys gave up a 100-yard touchdown and Greg Hardy runs over to the special teams coordinator and is yelling and screaming in his face and looks like he's about to fight him. And then Des Bryant, the Des Bryant of all people, of all people on that team, is the guy to walk over and start intervening and going, what are you doing? You know, this is a coach. You're like, you can't do that. This is looking bad for all of us. Des Bryant, the guy who employs eight guys just to make sure that he doesn't screw up. Des Bryant, that guy. Okay, but anyways, he walks over and just tries to get Greg Hardy to calm down. And Greg Hardy is about to fight him. He is about to fight Des Bryant because he's in his way from yelling at this coach. And, you know, this is Greg Hardy's a guy that owns multiple firearms, and I'm not saying that because he owns multiple firearms that it should he should be banned or anything like that. And, you know, if you can own them and you can own them smart, that's fine. But he's had all this off-the-field stuff happen. He's very violent off the field, very violent on the field, willing to come to blows with a fellow teammate and a coach, and then that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Gone. Don't I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with your presence. Like, if you really want to play football, go play football in Canada. Like, get away. We don't want to associate you with the NFL. Uh, I mean, how else would you do it? Like, there's no other way, in my opinion. It's this just needs to happen. I don't know. This tough. It's a tough situation, or just a tough subject. Like, because I feel like so many people have different views on it that it's just like. It's it's one player that does not make or break a team. He right there does not make or break a team. No, he doesn't. We make we break saw the how how well the Panthers defense played last year without him. We're seeing how well that you know Dallas is playing without him. They have an okay defense. It's not great. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not the worst defense in the NFL though. It's probably better with him. It's be probably honest. better with him. Yes, but you know. It's not going to break them if they lose him. No, because he didn't play how many games this year? Like, was four. he suspended? Yeah, he was suspended for the first four games. So. Suspended for the first four, sat out and the I guess entire last hard year. To, and I guess it's kind of hard to see because they are out Des Bryant and yeah. I mean, Tony it's, it's Romo, really so hard it's, to take yeah. all that into perspective. Yeah. Right. yeah, but still, like <laughs> the guys like this, they just need to go. He's. <laughs> If anybody's got a you know a different opinion than me, please speak up and we'll talk. Yeah, I'm just because to be honest, the NFL has gotten a reputation of the league of second chances. Like that's what people sometimes refer to it as in dealing with situations like this. Right, Right. And a lot of times, those are I feel like justified, like second chances given. But yeah, people like Ray Rice. He's, he probably deserves he, one. He hasn't. He hasn't gotten one yet. So, I mean, 
honestly, he probably deserves one, but I'm talking about this kind of situation right here. Yeah, like... Uh, Greg Hardy, violent off the field, violent on the field, like extremely violent on the field. A lot of personal foul calls against him for attacking the quarterback up high, especially. And then he got him, like, fighting, on, like, almost fighting on the sideline with a, uh, the teammate and a coach. You know? He, I think with Des Bryant, it's people are taking it out of context because Des Bryant is, like, very similar in just how, like, they handle certain situations, stuff like that. Because you never, like, when Des Bryant plays, you always see him on the sidelines yelling at it, opposing, or yelling at fellow teammates, yelling at coaches. Yeah, but that happens like, all the time. It's not, so it's it's not, not like, yelling, it's not like yelling where it's about to come to blows. Because it's, if you watch the game, it's, it's, it is sometimes it, it's ha- it has been with Des Bryant. So when Des Bryant intervening, intervening there, I feel like that's it's raising the uh, whole severity of the situation, and it's not necessarily because of Greg Hardy. Because obviously, yeah, Greg Hardy was going and yelling at this coach, which he probably shouldn't have been doing, which he definitely shouldn't have been doing. But since Des Bryant intervened, I feel like the whole thing got got blown out of proportion more than it should have. That's that's the way I look at it, at this situation. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, and I mean, especially especially now, given oh, who's who's in the commissioner's chair right now in Roger Goodell, you, like, you don't know. It's like, there's a couple, like, there's one issue, we'll say, where it's like a DUI or something like that, or like, or something like that, and you can get, like, bore almost essentially like booted out the league for like the rest of your career and then you do something like this or the Michael Vick incident or Pac-Man Jones and do something like that and it'll kind of be like meh just a little smack slap on the wrist so I mean especially now like it's kind of hard to try to figure out like what punishment should be what because you don't there's no precedent like for every single incident there is no press like there has not been one precedent whether it be a a dui domestic violence uh a gun charge or anything like that like we don't have a set uh precedent for any for any like big off the field issue so until so i feel like as much as we can sit here and try to like say like what we think people who commit domestic violence crimes and everything like that and just anything in general like it's a, it's now that, like when I also think about it, I think it's also a little bit hard where at, especially because like we don't know what warrants what anymore like until there's like an actual set like precedent for every single thing that, like I think disagree with that there doesn't need to be a set precedent baseball did it without a set precedent when they present when they banned Pete Rose from the league nobody else had like gambled and been banned from the league there, he he gambled and the league went. You know what? You're banned. <laughs> Nobody before that was like right. gambled, and then you were like, you know what? You're banned. That was it. That was the first time that ever happened. But that's but this isn't the first time people are having domestic violence issues or DUIs or caught with drugs and stuff like that. That happens every season. So it's it's a little different than right. And then I feel like it's more. This is more serious because than just like maybe a baseball type thing because. We are seeing players almost weekly, like throughout the NFL, weekly at least someone is being caught for drugs, DUI, domestic violence, or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And it happens all the time. And I kind of agree with Connor where he's saying that there should be set, set just like presidents 
of for certain. Because I mean, every single certain, incident, certain offenses, different, different offenses, and no, stuff yeah, like that. It's, right, like, it's like, been like taken for like this, even for like the same crime. Like different people have got either gotten more or less, or somehow appealed and got even less than everybody else. And it's kind of just like, wait a second, if this person can't even get back into the league, and this person just got into the league within a week, it's like what's like it's it's that whole situation of like what's bad and what's good. Josh Gordon yeah, like, has a drug charge. He's out, he's suspended for a year. Greg Hardy, you know, battery charge against his wife, girlfriend, girlfriend, some girlfriend, I'm not, whatever. I'm not quite sure. like that. Suspended by ten for ten games by the commissioner. Okay, that's not an entire year. But then goes to a board arbitration board and gets it reduced to four. Right. Why does sense. that make sense? Doesn't, why does that make it sense? It doesn't make like, sense. That's the thing. And that's, it does not make sense. That's why we're I know. There's like they're all over the place. That's why it all goes back to Roger Goodell. It should not be handing out the punishment. There should be a board yes. that hands out the punishment. But yes. that that's besides the point. It is right now. I still feel like Hardy should almost be banned from the league. You make a statement here, or if it if it's not a ban. He is suspended for so long that it's almost like a ban. He so, like, been, two years. Um, two years would, gone. If bye. Any, if anything, I'd say suspend him indefinitely. Suspended indefinitely, no pay. Yep. Done. Like, like that's it. Because the Hardy know? thing came, af- came after Rice, and then everything else happened. And I think, who was it that the, who was it that the uh, Ray McDonald. Ray McDonald, I think, was the one we were trying to think of earlier. Yeah. Like, like that happened, and then and then the Bears gave him a shot, and then something else came up again, and then bam, gone, like gone with that. He's probably not going to go back into the league. He's he's done. I'm going to go as far as say his career is done. Like, but the fact that I would even say that Greg Hardy's incident, like, it might have been even worse for based off everything that of the news that came out. The only thing that we don't know is like the only thing that we don't have for that is video evidence like Ray Rice had and I really 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 am thankful that there is no video evidence that we know of regarding the Greg, the Greg Hardy situation because if it's anything what it sounds like it sounds worlds worse than what Ray Rice did like I've, part of it I think a lot of it the issue where the punishment came in for Ray Rice and why he can't be get into the league because there's indisputable video evidence exactly. that's out yeah. there and everyone can see it whereas nobody knows exactly what it was that Greg Hardy did <clears> but <throat> I still think that's besides the point given the fact that Roger Goodell had the perfect opportunity to drop the hammer on Greg Hardy because he was like the biggest nail in, in like the coffin of the whole protecting the shield facade that obviously failed last year he had a perfect opportunity to drop the hammer and failed miserably so he at least should have like I said I suspended him indefinitely in the and like revisited it another time, and as far, I would go as far as to say he shouldn't be in the league right now. Like at this on this very day, he should not be even, have stepped foot on an NFL football field. Yeah, I mean, you got like several different players out there, players that have checkered past. I want to say not necessarily bad, just checkered. I mean, right. Brandon Marshall, he's kind of like a checkered yep. past. You know, coming out and saying like. Uh, when I look at Greg and how he's handled himself on the field in the locker room, I see a guy that's not aware. Inside the NFL, uh, that broadcast Tuesday night, he doesn't he, – that, that was uh, him talking on Inside the NFL. Uh, he doesn't understand the magnitude of what happened last year and what he did, the atmosphere surrounding the NFL. I don't think he gets it. I don't think he has learned his lesson, and he really needs to look at himself in the mirror and ask himself, what, time of per- what type of person do I want to be? goes on to say right now Jerry's only focusing on the player it's time for us to start talking about the person it's time for us to start dealing with the person 
if we want the product on the field to be great, if we want the pro- if we want to protect the shield, then we have to approach both the same. Believe in the shield. Believe in the shield. Believe in the shield. I mean, multiple players now coming out and just saying Greg Hardy just doesn't get it. This. No, he's he doesn't deserve because he doesn't. Player, players are out there like they doesn't deserve his deal. He doesn't deserve to play in the NFL. He doesn't deserve this. He doesn't deserve that. Like, so if players are coming out, if management, if analysts, if players are coming out and saying that he doesn't deserve to play in the league, and the only two people backing him up right now are Jerry Jones because he paid him all that money. And Jason Garrett, because he's seen what he can do on the field, he's willing to give up everything right now because his name's on the hot seat. His his job is so far on the hot seat right now um, that he is willing to look away from whatever's happening off the field or whatever's happening on the sideline just to get maybe the Greg Hardy of a couple of years ago. Maybe they can get that for the Dallas Cowboys. Those are the only two people backing him up right now. That's it. And I think it made it even worse that Jerry Jones went as far as to call Greg Hardy a leader. No, like, like he's I, a fiery leader. Like, no, he's not. Like, I don't care if you're your. I don't care if you paid him. I don't care if 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 he works under you. Like you, like I don't like I get I get what he's trying to do. Like like if you're a coach or especially if you're the especially if you're the owner like. You're pretty much obligated to protect your guy. You're supposed to be in your guy's corner. Like you might not agree with everything he says or anything, but you have to roll, go, uh, uh, back him up because you're the guy who paid him all that money. But at the exact same time, you, you at least need to. Jerry Jones is. There's a reason why I don't like him as an owner because he does not know when to shut his mouth. And this was a perfect case. Was just like, just stay quiet. Like decline comment, decline the comment. Do whatever you can. Have have a spokesperson. Have somebody. Have Jason Garrett say something about it. Marshawn Lynchett. I'm here, so I won't get Seriously, fined. Marshawn Lynchett for all I care. It's like, but that's if it. You're, if you're gonna say anything about him, don't say he's a leader. Like that's gonna make you look stupid. And if Greg Hardy goes ahead and does something else stupid again. It's going to look bad on him, and guess who's going to look bad on him and that prestigious organization known as the Dallas Cowboys, quote unquote, America's team. Like it was stupid. The moment I saw that a couple of days ago, I was just like, "This is just going to go downhill." Because now, the moment he said that, look how many people have come on and, and what, have basically gone like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait a second. No, he's not. Like yeah. the, he just opened up Pandora's box by saying that one thing, that one thing, and he just ticked off the entire league because everyone knows he, he's he's calling BS. It's BS what he said, and and everyone knows it. And everyone, everyone, everyone knows. Everyone knows. There's that not, he's not one a soul in the league that that on, that thinks the same way Jerry Jones does. Not one. No. I bet Greg Hardy doesn't even think he's probably a leader. not. I guarantee you he was even more surprised. He's like, oh, he went as far to say that. Yeah. Cool. You, he still got to pay me. It was, but leader, don't give me that That's, garbage. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really bad. It's this. I this is why I say I'm calling for Greg Hardy's head. Like he's out of the NFL. That's that's it. <laughs> Suppose the NFL found a way to throw Greg Hardy out of the league for life. That would cure one very visible, very obvious system, a symptom of a deeper problems that they have. Found a curious home in one of the primary natural obsessions. It even would be kind of rough justice for the victim in the case back in North Carolina. That may be enough for some people but it isn't the full answer for what ails the sport 
and what ails the sport still carries such fascination for us as a nation. Oh my goodness. That's uh, this is an article written by um, by uh, Charles Pierce on ESPN. It's called the Legacy. Oh, not in ESPN by Grant on Grantland. It's called the Legacy of the NFL Sin Eaters. It's pretty good. That's where I was getting a lot of this from. It's. I mean, Greg Hardy went out. He was on a video last year. Did anybody hear about that? Oh no, Hardy. <laughs> Hardy uh, and levied his time by appearing. After after a suspension for uh, the entire year last year, by appearing in a video that also featured strippers and gunfire and making untoward remarks about Tom Brady's wife Giselle, as well as saying that he was ready to come out guns blazing. Oh my gosh! Anybody can use that expression as long as they never were accused of throwing a woman onto a couch full of assault weapons. <laughs> and you're sitting there telling me that this guy deserves a second chance. And that he should... Oh, no, he's out. Sorry. Looking at it? Nope, he's out. Sorry. You're not on the list. You're not coming back next year. It's just That's co- it. This just goes back to what I said. Like, it's how, over. This just goes back to what I said. Like, how is he in the league and has a nice little contract? And there's people who've... And, and I hate to bring him up, but he's the first name that pops up in the mind of the situation. Ray Rice is still sitting at home and can hardly get back into the league. Like... Like I, I, it's and Ray Rice was probably a better running back than Greg Hardy was a defensive end. And notice, nothing bad about Ray careers. Rice has come out since. Yeah. But ever since the Greg, the first Greg Hardy incident, more things continue to come out. So for all we know, like maybe it's just good. Maybe it's just Ray Rice has a good PR team now. But just based on what we know so far, he has done nothing oh. wrong. Supposedly, we don't know that. But compared to everything that's come out about Greg Hardy. One's in the league, one's sitting at home. This is it's baffling. It is. I th- I'm surprised that Jerry Jones gave... I would have thought Jerry Jones would have given that contract to Ray Rice instead of Greg Hardy. Because they need a running back. Exactly. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, you would yeah. think if they Marco pick, Murray's gone, and you're really going to entrust Darren McFadden and uh, Randall. And who's their third guy? Uh, they had Lance Dunbar, but he got hurt. Right okay. at the start of the year, but I don't know who. So, like, who else you're gonna entrust those guys to support your running back because you think you have a good enough offensive line when you could get a better running back out there for less money than what you spent on a defensive end. Okay, yeah, you know what's up. <laughs> that's that's Jerry Jones for you. Odds on the most delusional owner in all of sp- not even the NFL in all of sports. I was gonna say. Um, like I would Jim t- Davis would probably would have been worse, but he wasn't. No, he who? wasn't even. Jim, Jim Davis? Al Davis? Al right? Davis. Jim Davis J- is his, his son. son. Right. He's currently, oh, he currently owns the team. Yeah, Al Davis. No, well, Al Davis. Al Davis push, is a genius. When push came to shove, he, he was. Did, he, did and what, then he did what was better. Towards the end, it was just like, why are you drafting Darius Hayward Bay in the first round? Like, right. this doesn't make any sense right now. Made a, another <clears throat> wide smart, receiver. He made a smart choice drafting uh, Sebastian Janikowski in the first round. Well, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> But I mean, for the most part of Al Davis's tenure, he did <clears throat> like he did what was, and I'm gonna I'm gonna use a term from from wrestling here. He did what was best for business. He did what was best for business. He <clears throat> and I don't I guarantee you if, if he was if he was still alive today, like obviously in a young like a little bit younger, I guarantee I guarantee you like chances are he 
if he had a choice between these two, he's either not taking any of them at all, <laughs> or, he's or, he takes, or he's taking he takes, Ray Rice. He takes, yeah. But he's, I no, he cared way too much about about the about the Oakland Raiders like brand, like team and team and the results and everything and the end product like aside. Yeah, he yeah, yeah like he had the whole just win baby win, but above all, first to get players to come to to come to the Raiders. You have to protect the brand, and he did that perfectly. Roger yeah. Goodell, it's subject. Nah, yeah. no. You know, you know if uh, if Greg Hardy doesn't get in trouble anymore, or then it'll be fine. But if he gets in trouble again, I think the mantra is going to shift in the NFL. From any, in order to play for the Oakland Raiders, you need to have a criminal record. Now it's in order to need in order to play in the NFL, you need a criminal <laughs> record. Yeah. That's just how it's going to be. It's really bad that it's not good, yeah. <laughs> it's really bad that this is what it's coming to. It's just it's bad that it's come to that for the Raiders alone. Or, or at least it'll like, it'll shift over to the Cowboys in order to play for the Dallas Cowboys, you need to have a criminal record. Knowing Jerry Jones, I wouldn't doubt it. Or just a big name. You need to have your name out there in the spotlight somehow. It doesn't have to be a good player on the field, just name that everybody knows somehow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's move away from this. Agreed. Done. Yeah. I'm, so done. I'm with it, yeah. Uh, what do you guys want to talk about next? Uh, there's either NBA last night or there's there's the World Series game that didn't seem that to want to end. Yeah. Was... 14 innings. Let's go ahead into that. 14 innings. 14 innings. Bartolo Colon pitched three of those, and he, he didn't start. Gave up one run. 42 years old. And the guy's not on steroids. Yeah. Okay, whatever, whatever. Yeah, okay. Uh, looking at a picture of him when he played with the Indians the last time he was in the World Series to now, oh, my God, he's different. I think it's just, like, not even muscle he's put on. I think it's just fat. It's, it's fat. literally just fat. It yeah, is all fat. Which, 285 right now. Yeah, like, he's just a big man. He's a bowling he's just, ball. He, he really is. But it went 14 innings last night. Eric Hosmer had the sacrifice fly to end it. Royals won five to four. The Royals. Uh, that was the first time they've. It was the no. It was the tenth time they've come back this postseason. By down by down by multiple runs. Why do I feel like most of that was in that Toronto series? Actually, bl- well, it would have to have been right because ten games this postseason. Yeah, you know, it has to be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who they wait? All they. Who they have in the first round? Was that? Um, yeah, who they have in the ALDA? Was it that? Yeah, no. The, yeah, it was yes, the Astros. They played the it was Astros. The Astros. They, they, yeah, they came back from because the Astros was like killing them that one game, and then they just came back. Yep. Yeah. Smacked them. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, they played the Astros and then the Toronto. And uh, fun fact for you, the Mets 0-5 in game one of World Series. They were 0-4. Yeah. But both teams, you know, Kansas City was 0 3 in game one of the World Series, and the Mets were 0 4 so in game one of the World Series. Some, something had to give, someone had to win. We're not going to have a tie. Yeah. Like the 2002 All Star game. Nothing like that. Ends in a tie. It ends in a tie? No. I was going to say. Or like the NFL. Ends in a tie. What's a tie? Ties don't do anything. Oh, here's the storyline. Packers that came made out. the playoffs like because the... they tied a year or two ago. What's up? Packers made the playoffs uh, 
once because they had a tie. Yeah, but th- still, saying. like it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. Like if you're gonna tie in any professional, like you should never tie in any professional sport. There should always be a team that's better. Always, whether it's they're actually just better on the field, or they were able to outlast the other team and finally score some points. The NBA doesn't allow it. The NHL doesn't allow it. The only the only other professional sport that allows it technically is FIFA. You know, in the FIFA yeah. league, they allow it, but I still think that's dumb. You know, and then the NFL allows it in the regular season. That's oh, I hate that. I don't mind it. College football doesn't allow it. Because it rarely happens. Yes, it rarely happens. And it's one of those things that you sit there and talk about. But wouldn't it be more fun to have no tie and to have an actual winner? Ideally. Ideally, Like, I mean, wasn't this game fun for you to watch? Very. Like 14 innings of drama. 14 innings of drama. So you get an NFL game, per se, um, because that's one of the... Big things right now that's I find wrong with the NFL is they are still able to tie. Um, and you get it. It's 31-31 at the end of the game, and you go in, and nobody scores after the 15-minute quarter. Like, that's boring to me. 15-minute quarter, nobody's quarter, nobody scores, and the game's over. Why don't you instead set it up like college football? I mean, not the same way. So, obviously, you can't start at the 20 because that's just too easy of a field goal. Yeah. For each kicker to hit. It's too easy. So let's let's move it back to the 50. And just every single... 50 or maybe the 40. You know, let's go there. 50 or the 40. And then each time you get a possession. And then after the third possession, you have to go for two. Every single time. If you score a touchdown, you have to go for two. What's wrong with that? I wouldn't be opposed to having that after the 15-minute uh, overtime. And if in the 15-minute overtime there's no winner, then you go to that after they've played that. But I still feel like get rid of the sudden death overtime and just make it each team gets a possession. Because it's almost like it's it's almost more heartbreaking when you get a possession. It's almost better. It's almost a sweeter victory because you can go out there and you can score a touchdown and kick the extra point, and you still have to go play defense for a fact. You know that. Your defense has to go out there. So you're sitting there and you're going, you as a fan are going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, we're winning right now. This is amazing. Defense goes out there, okay, we really need this stop. We really need this stop. Let's go. Come on, please, 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 please. And then they don't get the stop, and you're like, oh, my God, no, this can't be happening. And then somehow they block the extra point. You're freaking out. You are absolutely ecstatic right now. They'll try to pull the card. Like, we're protecting the players. We don't want this game to go longer than it already does or some BS like that. They already do that. They they already do it, and they pull the same card. It's really hard to play football for however long that would be. I understand that. So that's... That'd be ridiculous. So wouldn't you just Especially earn that victory? Especially at the NFL level. Wouldn't you just earn that victory? You play once a week. Once a week. Okay? You play once a week. One game a week. And you're getting paid all this money to play that game. To play football at a high level. Yes. If college can do it, where these kids are also in school when they do it, playing one game a week, <clears throat> why can't the NFL do it? 
This is a job. This is your only job. College, you got to worry about school and that. So, like, let's say, you know, you got you got to go study on the Sunday after the game, but the game goes until, like, 2 in the morning. D- nobody's going to care that you have to study the next day. The NFL, it's literally just, this is your job. This is it. Like, this is what you do. Why not? So don't give me that, like, oh, it's going to hurt the players. Yeah, it's going to hurt the players. It is. Honest to God, it is. It probably is. Someone's going to get hurt in the overtime, and everybody's going to get upset about it. But they're going to feel better about themselves knowing that they can't tie. I don't agree with you. Don't agree with me, then. Yeah, it's okay. But I just... I still feel like that the sudden death overtime, there's something wrong with it. I like it, to be honest. The sudden death overtime and the fact that if the overtime ends, you can tie. That's bad. The only reason I think I don't mind it is because the two times I remember it happening in recent memory, so probably the last seven or eight years, was once with the Packers and they made the playoffs because they tied. And then the other one was like probably three or four years before that. It was the Bengals who tied and then made the playoffs because of their tie. Yeah, we got to have Joe maybe on because that was the <clears> last <throat> time they tied was with the Panthers. It's like how how do you feel about how did you feel at the end of the game when the Bengals played the Panthers and the Panthers tied? How did you feel? How did you feel at the end of the Packers game when they tied? I felt much happier than I would have if they lost. Yeah, but you felt, like, empty. Like, there's no... Neither way. Felt better than... Okay. I felt better than I did if they lost. Okay. All right, man. Yeah, that's just the way I look at it. All right. Well, we got off topic there. Yeah. Game two of the World Series. (laughs) Yeah, we did. Jacob deGrom versus Cueto. Oh, Cueto. The series is going back one and one. No, it's not. It's so going back one and one. Cueto can't perform in these high-pressure situations. And, and now DeGrom. he's in the and World DeGrom Series. Is good. But he's, isn't Cueto at home? He's at home. Yes, he's at home. The last DeGrom. time he was at a high-pressure situation, he wasn't at home. But this is the World I mean, yeah, but... Yeah, World, but what? World Series and he's... But st- DeGrom is still a better pitcher regardless if he's That's home understandable. You can have a better pitcher on the other team and, the, you know, the team could still win. Just saying. I think, you know, uh, I, between got, the two pitchers, I think. Kansas City's got better hitting. I think DeGrom will... Uh, will uh, outperform Cueto, and thus... He can outperform Cueto. And thus, the, th- his performance will make the but unless, Mets win. But unless DeGrom goes nine innings, I think Kansas City wins this game. I mean, the Mets' bullpen isn't that bad. It's no. just nothing like their rotation. I, unless DeGrom goes nine innings, Kansas City wins this game. He's going to have to go a long time anyway because that game last night. Bartolo can pitch tonight. It's not a big deal. <laughs> You're gonna toss him out again. <laughs> he's got a rubber arm. He really does. I mean, he's two eighty five, and he's got a rubber arm because he only is expected to throw like eighty five. That's it. He's a middle reliever guy that's just gonna eat up eating innings right now. Yeah, that's it. I don't even know who their closer is. Oh, who? it's uh, who would uh, Madison Reed is their setup guy, and then Tyler Clippard's their closer. And they still have Juris uh, Familia as yeah. well. Okay. I was a little bit surprised when Addison when I was on the yeah you saw in the studio I was like when the Addison Reed came I was just like way 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 when did they get him because the last yeah. time I remember him the White Sox just shipped him over to Arizona so I was just like where has he been 
but um, has I was just has. I was surprised that Kansas City didn't do anything against him. He played for Chicago exactly. for so long, and they always lit him up. Yes, like Reed had uh, some success against Kansas City, but every single time I look up, he'd blow he'd blow the save against Kansas City. He'd do something like he'd give up a big hit. Yep. He'd blow the save. He'd yep. do something, and then oh, yeah. he comes out and he he deals. Well, not really deals, but he gets out of it. I mean, coming. I mean, when I when I saw it, I was just like, "Where was this in all the years you were with us?" Like, <laughs> maybe we, he's just a National League guy. Okay, maybe he maybe, is. Maybe, maybe, and good and good for him. Good for him. There's some guys that can't perform in the opposite league. I mean, I'm. I mean, as a white. I mean, as a White Sox fan, it, it was like a little bit fresh. It was like, "Oh, now you can shut down our shut down the teams that yeah, we hate." Yeah, true. But, but at the same time, he's like, I'm not gonna like hold a vendetta over him. Mean, good for him. He's in the World Series now. I can't be mad at that. Like, if somebody who's on my favorite team ends up gets shipped over and they're playing in the World Series, I'm automatically rooting for the guy. That's just how it is for me. Like, Juan Uribe, I'm going to root for him until he Juan retires. Because he was part of that 05 team that I that I loved when I was little. So I'm always going to be a fan of him. Fanboy. Just like Jonathan Papelbon. Jonathan Papelbon. Oh, forget Papelbon. I don't like him. I love Where is Papelbon. He right now? Where is he right now? Uh, he was on the Nationals. But he got traded over. Oh, yeah, that's right. But, but, he got into a fight. Yeah, he... Started choking Bryce Harper. <laughs> it's dumb. Eh, it's just dumb. He's too much of a hothead. Papelbon is. I love Papelbon. Not as much as Greg Hardy. It's very That's true. true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> no, ar- no arguments here. You know, I honestly think that Kansas City wins tonight. Yeah. Did I you say the they... series goes five? Did you say this, they go? They win in five. I uh, said six. You said six. Okay. They're gonna win in six. My. They're gonna lose. My prediction is already out the door because the Mets blew it. So yeah, did you I, see? Oh yeah, you. I said Mets at four, four. four. <laughs> and I I thought they were going to do it. That was gutsy. I I stopped watching the game to be honest, like or not watching, but stopped paying attention when it was the bottom of the ninth, four to three, and there was like one out in the uh, inning, and I'm like, oh, game's over. And then I didn't, I didn't, I honestly didn't know that the uh, the Royals won until like the morning noon after. till like noon today. Oh. Like I was eating in Esker and I was watching TV, and it was like ridiculous end in the world series i'm like what it was not very ridiculous and i watched like the espn and it was i was upset i didn't keep watching and i was also upset that the mets lost did you guys see that uh, Volquez's father passed, I guess, before yeah. the game? They made mm-hmm. that a huge deal. Yeah, did he know about it or did he not? Because there were so many conflicting reports. All I know is that he just that he's in the Dominican Republic right now and yeah. he'll be back for game three. Yeah. That's all I know. But there were yeah, so many reports well. coming out. I was like, oh, he, he's aware or he's not aware and no one's going to tell him till after the game. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't sure either if he, yeah, that if he knew, knew going into yeah, the game. That, or what. I think that news came out around like the third inning and I was just, just like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh. I really hope Cueto comes out and just deals, just to beat, silence all the haters. I hope Johannes Cespedes and Daniel Murphy each hit two home runs off him. Off well, of him. you know, Yo is gonna have to make up for what he did yesterday. Yes, so. he will. What did he do? I don't know what he did. He screwed up uh, a fly ball in the outfield. Alcides Escobar hit and ended up being an inside the park home run. Oh, okay. Very I did see what I first did. pitch yeah. of yep. the at bat. Yep. He's not a center fielder. I don't know. Whoever marketed him as a center fielder when he first came into the league, he's not a center fielder. He I is he was at always best a, cor- a left fielder. He was always a corner infielder in Oakland, I thought, and then Detroit. Oh no, he was a center fielder when they first came out, and then but because Oakland had Coco Crisp, Coco who was a better. He, I also fielder. love Coco he's, Crisp because he was on the right. He's just a better outfielder. Continue. He's a better outfielder. So they moved Coco him to left field, and he DH'd a little bit here and there. 
But then, you know, when he went to the Mets, obviously he couldn't. Well, he went to Boston, and then, you know, he played okay in Boston, and then he went to Detroit, and he played okay in Detroit. Obviously, he was all in these American League teams where if he started to falter as a fielder, they'd sit him, and then he'd come back and he'd play okay again. Now he's on a National League team where he's played okay for for this entire stretch, but he's played it in left field. That's where he's played. Now they started him in center field because they wanted to put more bats in the lineup, try try to at least. And then they just like, oop, oops, yeah. we screwed up. He's not a center fielder. Yeah, Yoannis is not a center fielder. He's, what, 30 now? Is he? Is he? He came into the league when he was 27. Wow. Why so did, that? Uh, Let me get on that. He's, he's uh, Cuban. Okay. That yeah, makes that makes sense. Same, same thing with... Uh, um, Jose Abreu came in the league when he was 27, which is why I was so upset that he won Rookie of the Year. This dude's played professional baseball for how long? He's 27 years old, and you're going to give him Rookie of the Year? I, I ain't complaining. No. Doesn't deserve it. I am not complaining. Whatsoever. He's 27. He is like at the what most people would call the prime of his career. Yeah, most and he, and he was a rookie that. in the MLB. That's such a bad thing. It's true, though. He was. Mm. Well, yeah. But I'm just saying, Yo is like in his 30s. Yep, (laughs) he is exactly 30 years old. Yep. See? Because he's been in the league for a while. Been in the league for three years. It's really funny. One of the years was with uh, one and a half years with Oakland. Um, Half half a year with Boston. Boston. Went to Detroit for technically a year. Yeah, played there for. No? Played there for the last half of the. Um, previous season, then the first half of this season he played for Detroit. I remember yeah. that because they traded yeah. You're right. Yo and uh, they got – who did they get? I forget who the Red Sox got. You should know this. You're a Red Sox fan. Yeah, I don't remember. In the Cespedes trade? Yeah. who did Because who, they, they traded him last year. Who did, uh, who did the Red Sox get from Detroit? I want to say it was a prospect. No. No, it wasn't because all the prospects that Boston called up were already in their farm system. So Because they traded... Did they get a pitcher? They traded Yo, and wasn't it Jose Iglesias? Jose, no, Jose Iglesias is still in Detroit, I thought. Yeah, they traded Yo from Boston and Jose Iglesias. Jose Iglesias from, was, ne- was never a Red Sox. What? Where was he then? I think he. I think he was always part of Detroit's. No, program. I'm looking this. Iglesias up right was now. always part of Detroit's system. I'm pretty sure. No, he wasn't. I can tell you that right now. Because Boston had uh, Middlebrooks and uh, what's his name, uh, Xander Bogarts. Yeah. Jose Iglesias. Sure. MLB de- debut May eighth, two thousand eleven, for the Boston Red Sox. Hmm. All right. So don't even give me that, Connor. He played for the Boston Red Sox from two thousand eleven to twenty thirteen, and He's he was traded to 11? Detroit. He he was traded to Detroit. <laughs> Wait a second. He's been in the league since 2011? He's 25, yeah. Wow. He, he was traded to Detroit in 2013 on that UNS Cespedes trade. Uh-huh. And, oh, on July 30th, Iglesias was traded to the Detroit Tigers in a three-team trade. It was sent Jake Peavy and Brian Vareal to the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, Jake Peavy. And <laughs> Avisel yeah. Garcia. And Francis Montana oh, to Chicago yes. White Sox. Avisa, that's what we got, my boy. Yes. So there you go. 
Thank there you, go. you, Iglesias. We got my favorite player on the White Sox. That's right. I remember that. I didn't know Iglesias has been in the league for that long. I mean, I didn't know he was in Boston, but that's probably because I never really cared about them until or him until he came to Detroit, and then he just made decided to make life miserable. But Detroit's not in the playoffs, so. But neither is my team. All right. Anyways, we gotta go into final thoughts. <laughs> final thoughts for us. Do, do, do. Eric, you got a final thought for us? Uh, very excited for the Bucks Knicks games. Bucks Knicks Isn't game like today. Isn't Giannis out? Giannis is out because he's suspended for taking out Dunleavy in the playoffs last year, and then Jabari doesn't come back till probably like Jabari. November. And there's one more player. Wait, out for real? Too. Jabari's still out? Yeah, he's com- oh. he's only out for probably less than a month. November, yeah, I'm going early to, I'm early going to November. The game Friday, so I'm yeah. still gonna miss Jabari. Okay. Yeah, you'll I'm see Giannis. Though. I'll see Giannis. Though. Yeah, but somebody else is out. I forget who. Is it MCW? It's Giannis. Um, Giannis, Jabari, and someone else. I forget who it is. Yeah. I, you're right. There is someone else, and I can't remember it. But I'm super, super excited to see how Moose Monroe does. Okay. I think he'll do really well in the Buck system. Okay. Yeah. Connor? Uh, yeah. Hawk Talk's now on SoundCloud, everybody. Uh, just go on SoundCloud and look up 91.7 The Edge, WSUW, and it should be right there, our amazing logos right what should be the first thing that pops up uh yesterday's episode of hawk talk is already up and today's episode will be up in a couple of hours whenever uh when i uh, uh upload it up to the uh system so and uh also uh stay tuned because there's also an off chance that it that our podcast could be going in a much bigger place as well I'm still cool. working on that yes uh it's oj mayo yeah oh right 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 OJ Mayo is the other guy. Only somewhat important. He's kind of important. Everybody on that team's important. Agreed. But a little bit here and there. But yeah. So they can do well without OJ uh, Mayo, but the other two maybe not. Final thought, uh Bucks and Six, um <laughs> Royals and Six. Um JPP returns to the Giants. Uh I don't know, what else we got? Well, so yeah, I saw. This much you could actually really see when he was signing the paper, yeah. signing his new contract. You could actually really see the fingers missing. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Jerry Kill retires after more seizures from the uh, from the head coaching job in Minnesota. So, I mean, that's really sad to hear. You never want to see anybody retire because of that. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't really got much else. Can I add one more final thought? Yeah, go right ahead. Uh, Derek Carr said that. Amari Cooper is one of the best receivers in the league, but people don't give it to him because he's only been in the league for six games. He can't be one of the best receivers in the league just because he's only been in the league for six games. I don't think that's true. I think that is I'm not. True. I'm not necessarily saying he is one, but I think someone can be the best player. Like Earl Campbell when he was a rookie. I think Earl Campbell won Rookie of the Year and... MVP, if I do remember correctly. I could be wrong, but... You gotta do some amazing stuff when you're a rookie to get that, though. I mean, I guess, you know, Ichiro won the AL Rookie of the Year and the AL MVP in 2001. So it's possible. Yeah. I'm not saying he's the best by any means. I'm just saying he's one of the best. I mean, Derek Carr is saying that. I'm not saying... Derek Carr is the one that's saying that. But I don't necessarily disagree with him, though. That's all. That's all. Just had to talk about the Raiders a little bit. Just, you know, <laughs> I got to throw the Raiders in there, you know? 
All right. You guys are listening to 91.7 The Edge, WSW White Water. You just heard Hawk Talk on Wednesday. Get ready for Hawk Talk on Thursday. Tomorrow, football, football Thursday. As um, I'll look to keep my one-game lead on Eric. <laughs> Good luck. You'll need it. I'm going to need it. <laughs> Anyways, um, stay tuned to 91.7 The Edge. Up next, we got some more hip-hop, hip-hop hump day for you right here on The Edge. And for Eric, Connor, and myself, have a great day, everybody. Take it easy.